0: Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. I am Jeff, and I am joined, as always, by our wonderful women's ministry director, Teresa Breeding. Hello. And my amazing, beautiful wife, Jessica Evans. Hello. And also our student ministry director. So today is a bit different of an episode. We are going to mix it up a little bit from our normal uh, content we put out, and today we're actually going to do a Bible study. And we've elected... Uh, Philippians to be the book of the Bible that we go through first so we're going to be talking about Philippians 1 today. So before we get started, I'd love to ask you guys just a random question to to throw you off just a little bit. So to start today, what is your favorite book of the Bible and why? Jessica, you get to go first.
1: Um okay, well, I oh gosh, I dropped my phone. Um, I don't really have one specific book. That I like, but I really do enjoy reading like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, okay. I, I love the stories about Jesus and them walking with Jesus and stuff like that. So yeah. those are probably my favorite. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. All right, Teresa, what's yours?
2: I would say that my favorite is probably James. I just really enjoy James, but I also like First John. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I did such an in-depth study of First John mm-hmm. a few years ago, and he talks a lot about love, and I just I like it. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I like that. I'm kind of with, I'm kind of with Jessica. I do like, like, I think my favorite book is probably Luke because Luke mm-hmm. is one of the synoptic gospels, but Luke goes into a lot of detail mm-hmm. and I'm very much a detail person. So yes. I like how Luke goes into so much detail. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I'm a really big fan of Acts. I don't know if it's just cause we came out of Acts with our sermon series, Yeah. but I, I really like Acts and to just see, uh, just read about how the church kind of began and grew from from where it was. Yeah. Um, and then to see kind of the uh life of Paul and how Paul got started, which is the the person we're gonna be talking about today. So that's kind of a nice transition into the book of Philippians. Yes. Um, so a little background on Philippians. Um so Paul is writing this to the church in Philippi. And and the way this kind of takes place is Paul gets thrown in prison. We're not quite sure at what time this is that Paul's thrown in prison. He's in he's in prison quite a bit. Uh, That's when he does most of his writing. So he's in prison, and the the church in Philippi finds out that he's in prison, so they send Epaphroditus to him uh, to actually hand deliver a a financial gift for Paul to help support him while he's in prison. Um, They give him updates on the conditions of the church, and they just kind of share his love. And while Epaphroditus is there, Paul writes this letter to the church of Philippi. And that letter that that he wrote is now what we refer to as the book of Philippians. And so he writes it, then he gives it back to Epaphroditus, and Epaphroditus takes it back to the church in Philippi. Um, so we're going to be reading today about this letter that Paul writes for the church of Philippians. Um, and this letter is, is kind of unlike any of his other letters. This one is, is specifically about joy. Actually, joy is, or joy or a alternative to joy is used 16 times in this letter. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty big deal, uh, which is interesting because Paul is in prison, and in it he talks about... He may live or he may be executed, yet he's joyful <laughs> because way. of this, um, which is interesting. Um, also found out during this study that prison during this time was not a punishment. It was just what they did with you while they figured out what they were going to do with you. Mm-hmm. It, that what p- Prison was not the punishment. You did not have a two-year sentence. You just stayed there till they decided if they're going to kill you or not. Yeah. So that's They did a fun. lot of killing. <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of killing. That was, that was their punishment. It was either you lived or you died. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of how they sorted it out going to go through Philippians 1 and probably the rest of these studies we're going to go through in sections. And we're just going to kind of follow the headings that are already in the Bible. For reference, if you want to read along with us, we are reading the ESV translation in uh, the YouVersion Bible app. So if you want to go to that app, click your read tab, go to Philippians 1. We're going to be reading in the English Standard Version.
2: Verse one, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy Prove what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of our God.
0: Awesome. So Paul starts by by giving thanks that he thanks them for their support and their generosity, mm-hmm. um, and then he he offers up a prayer for them and and with them. So, what what do you guys? What did you get from the first little section?
2: I for me just coming out of the uh, volunteer meeting a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just, I think about that. This is like our prayer as a staff. This is like our prayer mm-hmm. and our thoughts on our volunteers mm-hmm. that we, we love them and we wish them joy and peace. And we hope that they grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and represent him well. And, mm-hmm. and they are important to us. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Paul will say later on that that even even when he's in times where, you know, all the other churches kind of forgot about him, that this church in Philippi, they did not. That they were always there. They always provided, they always helped, they always offered their support. And and in this he just he talks about how much he loves them and he he cares for them and that he that their support makes him joyful. And mm-hmm. I can see that too with our volunteers yeah. that, you know, the week we had the volunteer meeting that it was such a beautiful day yet they came They gathered, they were here as support and they just, Mm -hmm. they make what, what happens here at the church possible. Right. And I I think that's a lot of what Paul's saying right now is that, you know, what he's able to do, he's able to do because of their support. Yeah. Hmm?
1: They acted as encouragement to him. Whereas Mm -hmm. like our volunteers work as encouragement to us.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think we went into that meeting to encourage them and left feeling encouraged ourselves. And that's how it should be when everyone is united for the same purpose. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. But I do think it's interesting when we look at the text here, and and I believe it's starting in verse eight, uh, Paul actually starts his prayer. And it's interesting to see what Paul prays for these people. He says, for God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love. So he starts off praying about their love, that their love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. So he's, he's praying that their love would be filled with knowledge and discernment, that they would be able to discern. Um, And it says, so that you may approve what is excellent and that you would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And and he prays that they are filled with the fruit of righteousness uh, that comes through Jesus Christ uh, to the glory and praise of God. But it's interesting that he prays not necessarily for... um, like that they would have support or they'd have nice things or that life would be easy. He prays that they would have knowledge, Mm -hmm. that they would have discernment on what is right and wrong. And it's around the same time that there are false teachers going out. And I believe maybe later in this chapter, he talks about those that are, that are preaching out of false motives. And so he's praying for discernment for this church and, and that he's, he's praying for, for love and guidance for them. And I just, I think that's so important and something that we have to continue to do again for our volunteers and for, our students and for Mm -hmm. our congregation is that they, they have the love and knowledge and discernment uh, of the Holy spirit with them. Yeah.
1: Which is what I made a note of because like, it just seems like if I had a prayer for our world today, it would be this Yeah, because there are so many misguided and misdirected people that I just pray that God's, That we would have discernment of what's true and what's not true and who God really is.
0: So, Jessica, if you want to, let's go ahead and continue reading the next little section. Verse 12.
1: I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole Imperial Guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to affect me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed in that I rejoice.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that passages is is interesting because he goes to talk a little more about like why he's (laughs) joyful and and he's joyful that even though he's in prison, the, the word of of jesus is getting out right he's able yeah. to to reach the imperial guard which uh is interesting because the imperial guard are are pretty like high up guards they're actually some of them that would be directly like bodyguards and stuff of like the king mm-hmm. so if he's able to reach those high up of people imagine mm-hmm. what kind of effect that's going to have and i have to imagine paul is thinking about that
2: right yeah. people he would have never reached otherwise mm-hmm. never had the opportunity to talk to right. otherwise that really takes somebody filled with
1: the holy spirit though be able to know that you're in that situation and be able to look at it and be like, hey, I get to reach people that I wouldn't have ever seen right. before. <laughs> like, yeah. this you is know? a great
2: opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is, yeah, And to see that and not just see, oh, great, I'm in prison again. And right. I got to eat bad food again. And, yeah. Or, or potentially starve <laughs> again. Yeah. So it, for him to be in that situation and to see the good. And I mean, just to speak so much about joy, I think that's what's crazy here. And mm-hmm. And I think I've heard Pastor Dennis preach and, and maybe I, I misquote him here, but I believe he said that like joy is not the same thing as like happiness, mm, right? Because right. happy takes like a happy situation, but you can have joy in any time. Yes. And that's, that's so important to just, just have joy and just to see the good in, in everything around you. And I think that's crazy that Paul's in such a good mood here <laughs> that he's not necessarily, I guess, in a good mood, but he's so joyful yeah. to be in chains.
2: Yeah. And to think about how many people that the gospel reached because of that, because he he reached the Imperial Guard, but then they reached people, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously associating with people who don't believe. Right. And so, I mean, that's just, that's just like here. I think a lot of times we think, well, we're not reaching that many people, but if you reach one, think of how many people that one can right. reach and it just, it flows out from there. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Then, uh, then he goes on to, to talk about those that are preaching, out of like envy and rivalry. And we kind of mentioned that just a moment ago that there, there were those, those, you know, false teachers or those that were at least just preaching out of selfish ambition just to make their own names known. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he said that, you know, there are some that do it out of love and there's some that are doing it, you know, for the defense of the gospel. And he, he's saying, and he prays, you know, for discernment for them that they may not be tricked by those people. But, I think it's interesting to note that even in that he says in every way whether in pretense or in truth Christ is proclaimed and that in that I rejoice. So he rejoices even for those that are preaching out of false motives. Yeah. That he just he's he rejoices that that Christ is being proclaimed that Christ is being preached.
2: Right. Cuz the Lord knows the motives. The people yeah. that they're preaching to may may or may not know their mm-hmm. motives that they're wanting to, you know, elevate themselves but they are hearing the gospel mm-hmm. and Paul's just happy that people are hearing the gospel. Right. Exactly. So he's, he's so pure and so, Right. Dedicated.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also in, in verse 14, um, it says, and most of the brothers, and some translations will say most of the brothers and sisters, and, and all of that is pretty accurate to our understanding. Um, but the actual Greek would have referred here to the other missionaries. So the other like preachers of the gospel, Paul was kind of addressing them. He says, and most of the brothers, so other missionaries that are also about preaching the gospel, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much more bold to speak the word Without fear, um, so I think it's interesting. He's not just talking to the other males there, or even you know, real family brothers, but he's just speaking to the other brothers and sisters in Christ, the other missionaries out there doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, important to note.
2: I like too in that verse he talks that that they are more confident by his imprisonment mm-hmm. which almost doesn't make sense because he's their leader right but it's like we've talked about sometimes when you when we put somebody in a leadership position but yet we stay there with them mm-hmm. we're still the leader right you yeah. know yeah. we have oh. to walk away so that they can lead yeah and i think paul needed to go away so that other leaders could develop right. their skills mm-hmm. and so his his imprisonment had so many different purposes right
0: right Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you I think, I mean, just starting in the first verse there after that, he says, yes, and I will rejoice. First off is, is quite odd to, to just be rejoicing <laughs> yeah. in prison. I Woo-hoo. don't know. That seems a, a bit much. Um, but he says, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ, that this will turn out for my deliverance. Mm-hmm. I think that's such an important mindset to have that that it will turn out for your deliverance. Right. And then and, and Paul even goes on to say that. Now, whether that deliverance is that he dies or whether he lives, he does not know. Yeah. Um, He says that, you know, he's believing in faith that he will live. But I just think that's interesting that Paul says that it'll turn out for his deliverance regardless of the outcome.
2: Right. 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 And that Christ will be honored regardless of the the outcome. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the disciples were, were killed for their faith. And so, but even in their death, just the fact that they died for their faith was such a great witness that Christ was honored in their death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so Paul wasn't afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Things won't always be good, but everything will be good
1: out of it. You know, where like, yeah. you know, that God will make something good out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that, especially for this new year too, that I'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. and remind myself of the promises of God. Like, you know, it's okay. No matter what happens, like there's something good. There's a reason that something bad's happening. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like Paul was excited about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was excited. Yeah. He was excited of the testimony after. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: Right. And I, I, one of my one of my New Year's resolutions actually was not in the podcast because it came slightly after the New Year. <laughs> um, but I decided in 2019, I was going to try not to speak defeat over my own life. And that I'm mm-hmm. kind of saying if I fail, which is sort of speaking defeat over my life, but if <laughs> I fail, it will not be because I defeated myself mentally before coming up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And part of the inspiration for that is that in everything I do, it's going to be God, right? If God wants it to succeed, it will succeed. If it's not meant to, it won't. And and so I'm just going to go and I'm going to give everything I have. And I'm not going to defeat myself and assume that I've already lost before I've went forward in it. But I'm going to go and and give it all I have. And if I succeed, I succeed. If not, I don't. But it's not going to be because I defeated myself. Right. And I think that's sort of the the mindset of Paul here is that he's already in this situation and, and what's going to happen to him is in God. He's just going to be joyful and rejoice either way.
2: Right. And he says that as he lives in his flesh, that, um, that that means fruitful labor for him. I just, I don't know why, but that just fruitful labor, that phrase just stood out to me whenever I read this. Cause it was like, you know, I think we go through all of our lives laboring and, mm-hmm. you know, doing, going through the motions of life, mm-hmm. but is it fruitful? Right. Everything that we should do, everything that we do should be fruitful in some way. It should, yeah. If it's just by example mm-hmm. um, or if it's actually witnessing to someone, everything that we do should be fruitful. Right. Yeah.
1: And I like that it's too, it's like you assume that like you plant a tree and you've done the work for the planting of the tree and then it's fruitful. Right. But it can be fruitful in the work of planting the tree. Mm-hmm. You know, like like to look for the fruit from From the work that's going into it, not necessarily from the end result Mm -hmm. of it. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And up in up in the beginning passage, he speaks of like the fruit of righteousness. And I think that's interesting when you really break it down, that the fruit of righteousness, that's what what comes from your righteousness, what fruit you're gaining from that. Mm -hmm. And I think from the fruit of righteousness will become fruitful labor. Right. When we're righteous Mm -hmm. in Christ, our label, our labor will be fruitful. Right. And I just, I think that's, that's so important. And, and I think that's, that's also goes just to show again Paul's mindset that he knows his labor will be fruitful because I know even in church work sometimes we're doing stuff we're doing labor <laughs> and we're like we don't know and, if it's
1: gonna do we don't know if anything. it's gonna be
0: fruitful we're hoping yeah. someone gets something but we're just mad right now right <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, easy
2: to get discouraged mm-hmm. when because we don't always get to see the fruit right there can be fruit yeah. that we don't see right so it, it can be discouraging oh, yeah. yeah and
0: again back to uh, I think Dennis kind of stuck this in my head—the uh, the Billy Graham illustration, right? Billy Graham was just saved at a revival that you know this this evangelist probably thought he was just going to speak to the same thirty people he had all the time, <laughs> right? But on that day, what like ten year old Billy Graham was there to hear the message
2: mm-hmm. and
0: would go forth and and do amazing things, and you don't know what's to come. You don't know what God is going to do with your okay. labor. You don't. It may seem fruitless at this moment, but you don't know what fruit God is yeah. going to bring forth from it. Yes, right. Because again, right. it's not us with the power; it's Him that has the power. That's Right.
1: Yeah. I right. think that it's, ex, that's another reason to be excited about going to heaven. Cause mm-hmm. I think that some, we're going to see the fruits of our labor on uh, the other right. side of heaven, maybe not this oh, yeah. side of heaven, but on the other side, I think that will be great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. <laughs> okay. And so as we end, uh, we want to talk about this last, not the last verse, but one of the last verses in verse 27. And it says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And I think when you really break it down like a verse, like I feel like we can almost go another 25 minutes on this one. verse. Yes, I Um, love that verse. We won't though, so don't stop listening. Um, (laughs) I think, gosh, it's just, it's crazy. When when you're just reading the first line here, and my, my screen is about two inches wide, so the first line is very short. It's, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. That if tonight, that was our prayer every morning every that morning. we live this day worthy yeah. of the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That would change our whole. It would be would change everything.
0: It, if every decision you went in and said, is this making me worthy of the gospel? Yes. Is what i'm doing right now in traffic does that make me worthy <laughs> what i'm saying at right. this football game does that make me worthy <laughs> yes, right? right if we entered every situation like that what would that change
2: right and he's saying to to live that life when he's not there to watch them live it
0: mm-hmm. right. and
2: to be united together as one team for mm-hmm. god when he's not there to watch them live it so yeah. you know if you're thinking if you got kind of to think of that in the aspect of of your pastor you know, if your pastor was there watching you, right. would you talk that way at the ball game? Yeah. Would you, you know, um, and live that life for mm-hmm. Christ when, when no one's looking, Right, live that integrity.
0: Right. Yeah. I think I, I heard a phrase, maybe it was a verse. I don't know. Maybe it's a quote. I don't know what I heard. I just remember this one line of it. <laughs>
2: maybe you and, made it up.
0: Yeah. Maybe I made it up. I might have. <laughs> quote me on it. Then it's mine. I think. There you go. Um, is it's, it just says, Character is who you are when nobody's looking. Yes, mm-hmm. and and I think that's important. I mean, what is our what is our character? Yes. Who are we when no one else is looking?
1: And really, what it boils us. down mm-hmm. to, though, yeah. is like like all of the disciples and Paul. The reason they were made able to make such a big impact on the world that they were in was because there was something different about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they lived that they lived the way that they preached. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was noticeable. Yeah, it
0: was. Yeah. And and I think it's, we'll end on is like the end of that little, that little verse right there. And he says that I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel Mm -hmm. And, and all through Paul's epistles. You're going to read about him talking about us standing firm in one spirit. Yes, And I think it's important to note that we as Christians should not be divided. Right. And that's why I, yes. d- I don't think we should always talk about divisive things either. Like, sure, we can argue all day, but is that really building up the body of Christ? No. We all think we're right. No one is going to change their opinion on a debate, right? Right. So I think that we should, we have to come together and be the body of Christ and and stand firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side. Like yes. when we're in church, when we're in a town, when we're together with other Christians, we are a body of believers. We're not opponents to each other. We're on the same team. The devil is the opponent. Yes. And I just, I think that's so important that divisiveness like that does nothing good for the body of Christ. So I just, I think we have to learn to get along with our brothers and sisters, regardless of political affiliations, Bible translations, worship styles, right. whatever else you want to throw into church to make people mad, <laughs> get <laughs> exactly. past that and come together to be the body of Christ for the sake of the gospel.
2: Yes. Amen. I agree.
0: All right. And I think on that note, we will end, but we want to ask you guys, what was your big takeaway from Philippians one? We'll have something in the Facebook group and we ask that you comment on that. And he says, writing it down. (laughs) I should tell you this beforehand, I think, but we'll have something in the group. We want to know what your big takeaway from this was. And again, guys, we thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next Monday.
2: Bye Bye.